I started a podcast because I wanted to learn how to become an entrepreneur. So I started listening to shows. I started hosting my own. I bring people on who had successfully left a nine to five job to become a full-time entrepreneur. And I was just listening to them, getting basically free coaching for lack of a better term, right? I fell in love with podcasting. Again, I was listening to a bunch of shows. I was hosting my own and I just really fell in love with the community. So I was like, you know what? I want to be an entrepreneur, but I wanted to serve the podcasting industry somehow. Anyone who would talk to me, I will ask them what they're struggling with. Alex, I'm having trouble finding ideal guests for my show. On the flip side, there's people there saying, hey, I can't find any shows to be on. How can I do that? And I came home realizing this is the problem that I can create a solution for. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou, and boy, do we have an exciting guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is a man who is personally responsible for putting over six figures in my pocket. So I really like this man. This man is one of the men that I just am very grateful for. This man is the genius visionary behind the AI-driven platform called Podmatch. I am so excited about Podmatch that I'm going to be talking about Podmatch going forward. And I'm going to talk to him about having some sort of sponsorship with us in Podmatch because I love Podmatch. Podmatch allows you as a podcast host or a guest to seek out ideal shows or ideal guests for your show with an AI-driven platform and they curate them for you. And for a low fee, like we're talking well under 100 bucks a month, you can have as many as six shows or guests every eight hours coming into your hot little hands as people that you can connect with and work with. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Alex Sanfilippo. Welcome to the show, Alex. Nikki, my goodness, this is literally the best introduction I've ever gotten. I don't even have to say anything. I'm, I'm done. You've done my whole job for me today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And uh, hopefully we can add some great value to people today. Thanks again. There's no hopefully about it, man. You are going to add value. I'm clear. That's why I brought you. So Alex, man, you know what? People that come on this show, these are entrepreneurs, right? And I, I believe entrepreneurs are society's heroes. They're the ones who've got the courage to go out there, to put their dream out there, you know, when people in their family and their friends say, yeah, that'll never work. That's crazy, right? They still persist. They have a vision to help people with their services, with their products, right? They're, the government whacks them over the head and says they're greedy, but, you know, they work harder than anybody and they take home less pay than anybody sometimes. These are, the, these are my people, man. These are my tribe. And I believe in them. I believe in freedom for them. I believe in free expression for them. I believe in free enterprise. And the reason brother, why I do what I do is for them. And I brought you on because I know that you believe those things. I, 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 we've never had a conversation before today, but just by how you do what you do, I know that's what you believe in because you've created something to make their lives easier. So these people, they want to listen to you, right? They don't want to hear from me because they hear from me every week. They want to hear from you. But before they can open their hearts to you, man, they got to get to know you, bro. So how did you 
become who you are and arrive where you're at with your vision, with your mission. How'd you get to be the great Alex Sanfilippo? Well, first off, thank you so much. And like, you know, it's always a journey, right? Like all of us are, are in this journey. Like I'm never going to arrive as like, okay, I've officially be like mastered greatness, right? Like that's just never going to happen for any of us. It's a journey. I'm not selling my success short at this point or anything like that, or the impact that I've had, but I'm just saying it's going to continue to grow as, as you know, and um, your podcast has done a really good job showing people that, Hey, it's, a, it's about this process that we all go in. And for me, it really started, I'm not going to go back to like my childhood or anything like that, but what I'm going to go back to is I did a 15 year career in the aerospace industry. And quick disclaimer, I was not an astronaut. I was not a fighter pilot and I wasn't anything else interesting. Let's put it that way. Uh, I, to, to me, I really liked the job. We focused below the atmosphere, a parts manufacturer, and I ran the commercial operations division of the company. Uh, I didn't start this way, but I worked my way up to the executive level and I was overseeing five departments in the company. Really enjoyed it. I was behind a computer all day, but like systems, the way things work, I really enjoyed. Here's the thing about that business. It, it was a, I would call it like a small to mid-sized US-based business when I started with it. It ended up being a multi-billion dollar organization that was publicly traded. And when it went public, I can remember this one time, this, this thing happened where I walked into the CEO's office. He was who I reported to directly. And I was really excited because we saved more than 10% in one of the departments. And he wasn't excited about it because he's like, the shareholders are not going to be happy because we didn't tell them we were going to do that. He's like, you, got, you can't move that fast. Like we got to get, let's just do 1% a quarter for the next few years. And I, I walked out of that office that day realizing that my time there had ended. Like my mindset was just like, man, I'm more of an entrepreneur than anything else, but I'm, I'm an entrepreneur is what I guess is a term now that people use yeah, for that right. sort of thing. Right. Yeah. But I just realized that like, that wasn't going to be for me long-term. And I want to give a disclaimer here. My last year at that company was the 15th year I was there. And it was my best year at the company from in every level, the way I performed, the way my departments did, I left them on really good terms. I gave them a 90 day notice, but I just knew the writing was on the wall. But during that time, let's go back two years. So year 13, I started a podcast because I wanted to learn how to become an entrepreneur. So I started listening to shows. I started hosting my own. I bring people on who had successfully left a nine to five job to become a full-time entrepreneur. And I was just listening to them, getting basically free coaching for lack of a better term, right? Through having a podcast. But that's really what taught me how to exit a big corporate life and step into entrepreneurship. But in that time, I fell in love with podcasting. Again, I was listening to a bunch of shows, I was hosting my own and I just really fell in love with the community. So I was like, you know what? I want to be an entrepreneur, but I wanted to serve the podcasting industry somehow. And we'll probably fill in some gaps here today, uh, Nikki, but that's that's kind of like the the gist of how I ended up where I am today. And today I'm happy to, to say I'm, I'm full-time in the podcasting space and I absolutely love it. You know, when you say that you basically got free coaching from the people you brought on your show. That, that That's my secret, bro. Like yeah. <laughs> I've interviewed some of the smartest people in the world and I always come in there going, okay, these guys, like, it's great. They're, they're, you know, they're going to get exposure and all that's great, but you don't understand. I get the smartest people on planet earth, the brightest minds to come and share with me what they know. And I can learn something from each one of them. You know, it's, it's incredible. I had, um, I had Mark Devine on my show. Do you know who he is? Um, so he, he's a, he's a former Navy SEAL. Hmm. Um, he, 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 he wrote, I think SEAL mind was one of his books. So dude, here's one thing he taught me. You can do 20 times more than you think you can. Hmm. You can do 20 times more than you think. You can. That's what they teach the SEALs in hell week, right? You can right. do like, okay, you can, you only think you can do 50 pushups. You can actually do a thousand. And like, that's what happens that their minds get conditioned to go way past that and, and stuff like that. So I totally get that, man. That's so awesome. Right. 
So tell me, what's what's a couple of things you've learned from a couple of the people you've interviewed, brother? Man, man I, there, there's like a, I have books of this stuff at this point. Like, so uh, I would usually interview people that were, that had written some sort of uh, either a blog or a book, right? So I had like something to kind of go off of. But like one of the big lessons I, I learned early on was like how to identify the right type of business to build and from, from one of my guests. And what I learned is basically find an area of passion. And then from there, find a, like jump into the community of it. So find the area of passion, get into their community, find a problem that community is having, and then solve that problem. And in between the finding the problem and solving, you have to validate it. And then when you're solving it, do so in a like minimum viable product way. And like, when I heard that framework, that was like the first time that like starting a business made sense to me. Cause to me, it was always have an idea, build it, and then see what happens. And like, you know, the build it, and they, come mentality, it. right? Damn, I should have done it the way you did it. <laughs> yeah. I did it the first Well, way. again, it, it was not necessarily like my own wisdom. Again, I'm just learning this from a, a variety of different people. And that was like one of the big things that was like an aha moment of like, okay, I'm passionate about podcasting. I'm already in the community. Let me start asking for a problem. And actually the way that I built PodMatch was I was speaking at a, an event in Orlando, Florida. It was called PodFest and it was before pre-2020. And there was about 2000 people there. When I got off stage, my goal was anyone who would talk to me, I will ask them what they're struggling with. Of course, I'll have a conversation and I just started writing it down. And I, I heard a lot of things, but 100 people said exactly the same thing. Alex, I'm having trouble finding ideal guests for my show, or I'm having trouble finding guests for my show. And the flip side, there's people there saying, hey, I don't even have a podcast. I'm an author of this book or the creator of this course. I can't find any shows to be on. How can I do that? And in that room, I was actually just started connecting people. And I came home realizing, this is the problem that I can create a solution for. And that's how the whole thing started right there. And that just came from me listening to the guests that come on my show. And obviously I, I simplified that by a long shot, uh, Nikki, as you can imagine, like that was over a bunch of different people who came on my show who really just kind of taught me this along the way. Okay. So Alex, I'm going to write down this process because I think it's valuable and I think we should repeat it. So tell me yes. the process again. So step one. Yes. So step what do we one call is this? First of all, what do we call this? Oh no, I don't have a name for it. <laughs> we got to come up with a name, man. Okay, come well, on. Let's do this it. is where this is my genius. That's your genius. Okay, so let's we need a name for it. Startup launch. Startup let's launch. Startup launch, which is another word for that. Methodology. Let's call it. There we go. Startup launch methodology. How's that? Is how that about good? this? How about how about nine figure startup launch methodology? Huh? There you go. There we go. <laughs> You know, I've been listening to you and for your listeners, if, if, if someone's joining us for the first time, like this is the first time you've, you've heard that the Thought Leader Revolution podcast, like first off, sorry, you had to start with me, but uh, go back and listen to to Nikki's Thought Leader Nuggets. I just listened to 66 and 67 today. Man, brilliant stuff. Like, I love the name that you just came up with. Anyway, Thank sorry. So, right. so step one, step one. Step one, find an area of passion. And I'll expand on that a little bit. So like your area of passion doesn't need to be like, super purpose driven doesn't need to be like i i was born thinking this is what i needed to do just something that you're interested in like are you passionate about it this could even be like for me a passion of mine is soccer i love playing soccer Dude, no way. come on you play too tell me Dude, I, I played but my son my 16 year old boy Kayvon, he like plays super high level he's got a shot nice. at going pro in europe man. oh no dude. way come on dude my boy is my boy is a stud oh my god i gotta i gotta i gotta get some photos for you right now so all right, let's see what we got here. Like, keep I love talking, that. Keep talking, but okay. oh, so this is here. Can you see this? Yeah, I can. Yeah, that's that's him from the back. He plays center back. That's him. Center back. That is a tough position. Dude, he's playing he's that. He's a badass. 
Dude, he's 16 years old. He's taller than me. He's broader than me. Dude, I love to play. It's my thing. But this That's kid, so man, cool. he's like, I'm so, so that you, you're a soccer dude. I love it. So hold on now. I'm, I'm going to use this as an example because you just mentioned him being like a center back. And I just yeah. mentioned that's a hard position to play. It's also yeah. a hard position to find. So let's just imagine my area of passion being being soccer, right? But in, I'm, I'm in the community and I realized really quick, you can't find people to play center back. And it's just like, man, how do we find people? So my thought like with that, okay, I'm in that community, right? So I, my area of passion soccer, I'm in that community. The problem is we can't find any defenders, right? And I don't have a solution for this. I'm just using an example. The solution would be, okay, how do I find a way to connect Ford's to, to like, how do I connect a full like team together? Basically, is there an app that we can develop? Is there some sort of Facebook group that be, could be created? Right? Like, like you want to start MVP. So before you think app, think, is there some sort of small, like meetup group I could start? What can I do to just test this? So again, going back to the first thing, find that area of passion. The second thing is to get into the community. So don't just like sit back and look high level, like get into the thick of it. Something you'll find with that I found with all startup founders is they have like a story that's like, they were in the trenches. They were like getting dirty with something, right? Like I think my yeah. friend Sunil Gupta, who was my podcast, the way he started his app Rise, which I think in 2016 was like the best app on Apple, apparently. The way he started was going outside of Weight Watchers and when people were leaving those facilities, asking them, hey, is it working? Are you losing weight? Like what, what's not working? What's working? And he got cussed out. He got asked to leave. He got removed by the cops, all kinds of things. But he's a founder with these stories because he got into the community, into the trenches, so again, passion, community, and then you're looking for that problem. What is the problem? And the, just going back to like, to, to like what I've learned through this, Nikki, it's, it's important to make sure that you find the simplest problem because there are very complex problems, but I'll tell you what, I do not want to solve a complex problem. I want to find the simplest problem. And here's why. Getting someone to adopt a really complex problem is a complex process. But if you find a really simple problem, getting somebody to adopt it who can just understand it with you sharing one or two sentences, like, oh, that's easy. Yeah, I'll totally do that because it makes a lower barrier to entry. So you want to make sure that you have something that, again, is really simple. And then those are kind of the steps. But in between there, you want to make sure that, again, you're validating that problem. So one way that I've learned to do this, and I did not do this initially, but is to get a credit card, to get some sort of payment. Because what I found people do saying, oh, yeah, that's my problem. That's, That's what I need help with. And then you build it all out and you say, here it is. And like, oh, well it's not really something I need right now, or I'm not really sure if, if I want to pay for it. But here's the thing. If you're saying, here's the prop, the solution I'm going to offer, give me a credit card. Now you'll be the first person to have it. If everyone says no, probably shouldn't build it. But if people are saying yes, then maybe you should, maybe that's, that's your, your clear marker to, okay, I've actually got some funding more or less here, right? I'm going to do it. And when you're offering the solution, don't build out the final version of the product. Like going back to that soccer example, you don't want to build out the product on a full blown app and spend 10 or $20,000 and yeah. months doing it started off in its simplest form. And by doing that, you can validate the problem further and figure out what you need to tweak and adjust. And anyway, Nikki, I'm talking a lot, but that's kind of the whole thing that I'll share there. Okay, dude. So interesting. You should say this, right? One of the guys that I learned from his name's Matt church. It's at Australia. He came up with a lot of the thought leader concepts that I work with. Right. Um, he talks about credit card validation, sell it before you build it is like a thing. Sell it before you build it. You know what? I should do like a whole episode on that. Like, man, I, uh, can you send me that episode? I need to listen. I want to listen to that one. That's an area I still need to improve. You, you know what? I'm, I'm telling you what, why don't we record it together separately? I'd really like that. I think we'd like, let's do we it. should go because I've got a lot of thoughts, but let's do it. Um, the, cool. the, the whole thing is so many people inside the, 
the kind of the expert space, right? Coaches, consultants, speakers, blah, blah, blah. They go, hey, man, I got this great thing. I got this great thing. I built it. I put my, I put all this money into my website, my app, blah, blah, blah. And nobody buys. Nobody freaking buys. Are you kidding me? Man, if someone hasn't bought already, why the hell did you even go through the process? Yeah, yeah. Why? Right? So you build out the, the, the simple solution and then, you know, keep, and then I guess step five has got to be, um, make it a no-brainer for people to jump all over it, right? That's yes. got to be step five. Make it a yeah. no-brainer. You know, j- jumping back to to like uh, the the book that helped me understand how to like make an MVP, minimum viable product, right? Just the absolute minimum is a book called Start Ugly by Chris Kermitzos. Helped me a lot. And his whole concept was like, don't, don't make it as beautiful as it has to be like when you start. And perfect example was Podmatch. When we launched, we didn't even have a logo for it. It was literally all text-based and people are like, hey, it works, but are you going to add a logo or like anything like a fancy landing page? I'm like, later, just tell me, is it working? Is it solving your problem? And so like uh, going back to that story, when I had a hundred people who I talked to, those are the hundred people we launched with. We brought them on and I asked one question, tell me if it works. Just, is it working? Is it solving your problem? Yes or no? And then, yeah, that's when people were like, well, the logo is ugly or it, it doesn't really make sense here or it's like slow. I'm like, just tell me, is it solving the problem of finding your guests for your show? And the answer was consistently yes. And so uh, you can't just start ugly and not improve. You have to focus on continuous improvement. I think that that would probably be the next step in there is you've got to say, okay, now that I've validated it, now that it's working, someone's paying for it, it's doing what people need it to do. Let me focus on continuously making this better. There should never be a point where you're like, I'm done with this, washing my hands of it and I'm leaving, right? Like it should always be in some sort of improvement standpoint. And maybe that slows down over time as it gets more and more buttoned up and things like that. But you want to make sure that you're always making things better for the people that you're serving. Um, yes. you know, it makes me think makes me think of an episode of your podcast, actually. I, I listened to his, I might get his name wrong, but uh, Mark Von Muser. Von Muser. Muser. Yeah. It was episode 200, which I really enjoyed. And you talked about how like we need to be serving our clients more than ever now. Uh, and it was, a, I mean, it was like pre pan or it was during the pandemic. I encourage anyone who's not heard that, go back and listen to episode 200 a great conversation that I think will is timeless. It was during the pandemic it was about that, but the truth be told, it helps you understand how to serve people on an ongoing basis. And I, I commend you, uh, Nikki for that. that he is so good. He is the greatest, greatest living, um, heart-based enrollment expert in the world. He was, um, he was the director of coaching and training for the world's number one ever transformational leader. I'm, I'm not allowed to say his name for a variety of reasons. I'll tell you offline, but you know who it is, a really tall guy with the initials TR, right? <laughs> he was his dude. He made incredible things happen there. Mark now works with a guy named Russ Rufino out of Clients on Demand in Southern California and has made incredible things happen there. He's helped over 5,000 people, hard-driven people add seven, eight, nine figures to their business. That man's responsible for over a billion dollars in additional sales. I'm going to connect you with Mark because Mark should be on your show as well. And we got to do some stuff. Like I want, I want to find ways to collaborate with him. Mark, interestingly enough, before we get back into Podmatch, when I started doing this with, with Podmatch and, 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 and getting on shows and so forth. So Mark said, Nikki, this is the smartest thing you've done in a long, long time. I said, wow, really? That's cool. He said, why? I said, why? Tell me, because like, I thought it was smart. He said, there's two reasons. You're getting on a lot of shows, right? I go, yeah. Like I'm on, like in two months, I got on 20 shows. I've never, ever oh done that. Oh my gosh. Right. Wow. Like it was crazy. Right. Like I just, I just was like, listen, every day, like, hey, do you want me on? Do you want me on? Do you want me on? 
As soon as you and I get off, I'm going to be like, do you want me on? Do you want me on? That'll be the, the six for the day minimum. I do six a day, seven days a week minimum. Some days I you, do man. like, That's amazing. I, some days I do 18. Okay. Like when, when there's time to, to like get to them fast enough. But, but Mark said, how are you on shows now? I go, I'm, I get better on every show. I've got my, my, I've got my pit. I've got my talk down pat. I've got my intro down pat. And I come from my heart. I kind of, I don't ever say it exactly the same way twice. Cause it's not a script, but I know what I'm going to say. And I come from the heart and he goes, okay, so how do you think that's working for you? I go, well, you know, I think it's working pretty good. I, I feel good. My energy's up. So my vibe is up. And he said, have you gotten more business? I go, yeah. He said, have you gotten more business from Podmatch? At the time I, I had just a, started to get a bit i go yeah i got a little bit now i've gotten a ton which is great but yeah um, i love that yeah me too but then then he said your vibrations up right like like you, you know there's other days there's a lot of crap that's been going on the last two years in the world you and i know that right yeah. mental health probably the biggest issue people are facing in the world today you know what i mean the the impact of these lockdowns is going to be reverberating for decades in my opinion yeah 100 yeah, percent, right so unfortunately but yes yeah unfortunately but it's reality right so um Mark said, yeah, so what else is like getting better? I go, well, I'm, you know, I've got some money. I'm not a lot more money. I'm, I'm getting better. But the best part is I feel better. Like one of the things I love to do is I love to interview people. And I love to be interviewed. Like I feel a 10 out of 10 at the end of each interview, and it, whether I'm doing the interviewing or I'm being interviewed. Yeah. So he said, so you're doing 10 of those a month instead of one a month or one every two months. I go, yeah, that's, you're right. That's pretty smart. <laughs> he goes, keep doing it, man. That's what he told me. He just says, he said, you're going to get more business out of this, but I don't care if you get any business out of it. The fact that your energy's up means that you'll get business elsewhere too. And yeah. I thought, damn, this that's dude's so good. good. This that's, dude's that's good. Man, and that, that episode, that was this. I think if I remember correctly, that was the seventh time you had him on the show. And yeah, it was yeah, it was amazing. I, anyway, I, everyone go back and listen to episode 200. That's what I got to say. So look, let's talk. Let's get back to Podmatch. So, sure, yeah. So Podmatch solves a very real problem, right? You, you went and you followed through the process, you know, and you created the nine-figure startup launch methodology, right? But the problem that people had is, I don't know how to get great guests on my show. The second problem is people who want to be on shows goes, I don't know how to get on the right shows. Right. So right. you solve that problem. And, but there's a deeper underlying problem to that. What's the deeper level problem from your perspective that that problem, you know, is, is a symptom of as it were. Yeah. So like regarding getting people connected, right? Like what, what yeah. 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 Or are you talking about like the human mindset? Like I want to make sure. Yeah, I'm well, I, wanna, sure I want to look, look, when you ask problems, right, there's there's layers to problems. Yes. The problem that people say is the first layer. It's the surface layer. Yes. But there, it covers up some deeper problems. Podmatch addresses those. I want to just go with you to what yeah. those deeper problems are. Cool. Making sure I was heading the right direction. So yeah. for, here, here's what it ultimately solves is, especially like I'll, I'll speak from a host perspective and a guest perspective as a host, it's I don't even know who the guest should be on my podcast. Like I don't know the actual direction until they see it. And that's how many people like that. That's why a lot of hosts get lost because like you can technically find guests for your show anywhere. I mean, sure, it's gonna be a lot more of a grind if you go just through social media and stuff. But the problem is they can't see that person as a guest. So they don't know the value it's going to add. Podmatch solves that through the profiles. So like if I'm a host, I'm looking at a guest profile I and mean, it says like questions are ready to be asked, ideas for topics, past interviews they've done, what their call to action is, a little bit about them, their images, kind of you, you see and feel the personality. 
And the way that helps a host is they can sit down, sit back and look at it and say, you know what? This will speak to my audience. Like, I know this is the right one, even though perhaps they never thought about that before. It might be the first time they ever saw a person like that. And so I find it helps them understand and articulate better what it is that they're looking for and the value they feel any specific guest can show up and bring. To me, that's my thought. And Nick, if you have a deeper thought, I would love to hear it. But that's kind of where my head goes with that from the host that's the, perspective. That's the second thought. I agree. But I, I think it goes one level deeper, right? Let's, I want to hear it. Let's hear so it. So let, let's talk about that because yeah. the last two years, we've had lockdowns. We've had pandemics. We've had social isolation. The problem you're solving is a lack of connection. Hmm. Lack of connection, bro. Like these people get to have a conversation with a new human being. They get to connect deeply with that human being. That what are the Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Connection is like big time on there, right? Big time on there. So connection, right? And then if you look at it from a business point of view, why do hosts want to have clients? Why do hosts do podcasts? Well, they want to increase their profile. They want to increase their exposure. And they also want to get more clients, right? Like, so for them, the problem is I don't have the right host. I don't know how to get the right host. I don't want to look like an idiot. I want to look like I actually know what the hell I'm doing. When I, right. when I bring a guest on the show, I want to connect with a fellow human being because I've been isolated for so long. But I also want my show to generate an income for me directly or indirectly, right? So like you're going from I need guests to I need guests. I, I, I need, um, I need, um, I need to know who should be on my show. I don't want to look foolish. I need to be connected. I, I, I need to grow my business. So you're, you're like, you're going like five levels deep yeah, no with kidding. what you're doing, right? Man, I'm so glad you said that the lack of connection thing. And here's, here's the thing with a, I found with a podcast connection. Now, Nikki, at your level, like you've, you've done a ton of episodes of your own show. You've been on a lot of podcasts, but most people have not on either side of the mic done even a quarter or a fraction of what you've done. And so first off, congrats to, I mean, you're, you're a legend in the space, but the people that are, that are still like a lot younger in it, newer in it, it's not only a connection, like a connection point with another human being. It's a meaningful experience because some people that like I've met people and I like some guests on my show, it was their first time ever being on a podcast. So for them, it wasn't just getting to connect with another human being. It was, wow, this was such a cool experience. And the basis of meaningful relationships and friendships in life are based on the experiences we have with those people. Because we, we all have friends that we only go to dinner with like once a quarter. That's not really a meaningful experience. But if you go on like a kayaking trip together, you go play soccer together, you've now done something meaningful. And because of that, you have a stronger connection with that human being for, for really ever. They are primed to do business with you. You are primed to collaborate. And so, yeah, I, I love that you took it down to this deep level of, hey, there's a lack of connection is the issue that we're solving. And by, by actually solving that, we're also making a meaningful experience for people, which I think, again, primes them to do more together. You know what? I, I like what you said. It's a meaningful experience, but I also think it's very profound at, at, at a whole level. Like there's a lot of people that are going through their day-to-day existence, right? That everything's been so routinized that experiences are, eh, they're like, eh, where if you have a really good conversation with a human being in a, in a format that's designed to bring out the best in both of you, wow, like yeah. who does that? Podmatch, Podmatch creates a community of positivity. Podmatch creates a community of connection. Podmatch creates an opportunity for people to do business. And let's really be clear on this. 
People want to do business. You are, you have a podcast, like, you know, unless you're retired and you're doing it for, you know, excuse my language, your shits and giggles, right? right? You're doing it to grow a business. You're doing it to create something for yourself. That's going to allow you to be successful. And while to me, like if I were, if I were out there kind of advising you on what messaging to bring out on Podmatch, I just say to people, yeah, we're going to help you get on shows. We're going to help you get people on shows for a fraction of what it would cost you to do it through an agency. But we're going to do it in such a way that you will never, ever again need to worry about where's your next guest coming from or where's the next show you can come on coming from. You're going to be connected to people. You're going to have incredible, meaningful experiences with people. And you're going to grow your business. You hit somebody with that who's listening to this, they'll go, I could use all of that. <laughs> I could use all of that. Man, I, I literally just wrote all that down. I hope that's okay. I don't, <laughs> usually, like, I don't usually type things out when I'm on a podcast because I try to just be fully present, but I'm like, this is too good. Nikki, yeah, I had to write no, it all I'm down, glad. so I just wrote I'm all glad. that down. Thank you I'm for that. <laughs> no, it's true, man. Like, like, if you're listening to this show, right, um, I'm going to make sure we put the Podmatch link to find out about Podmatch and sign up for it in there. Like, I think like the pro version of Podmatch, which is what I have, is like, was it 50 bucks a month? $52 a month, something like that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I believe that's what it's at. My wife is the expert on that. On that side of things. I think, yeah, that's well, about there you where go. it's at. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. you know, if I know I have clients of mine in the past who hired agencies that charge them $2,500 a month to get them on shows. Right. Yeah. $2,500 a month. And by the way, they were lucky if they got them on two or three shows a month. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I could get on three shows a day with Podmatch if I yeah, really yeah. wanted to. I think we save you a little bit there too. If I do the math, I think there's a there's a big difference there, isn't there? Twenty five hundred versus fifty some yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this is a disruptor. It's a game changer as far as I'm concerned. Like Thank you. Yeah. If if you are if you want to if you've written a book, so I, I wrote a new book. This this is my latest book. I wrote it with one of my clients. It's called How to Create a Million Dollar a Year Income: a Priceless Guide for life insurance agents, sales professionals, and anyone with a big dream, right? This is my latest book. So I, I, I got my co-author to sign up for Podmatch. His name's Perry Wong. I said, Perry, go on shows. Talk about the book. And he's yeah. like, yeah? But yeah. So he signed up. Good. <laughs> then he promptly went on vacation. He hasn't done anything. With Sweet. It. Like, Perry, get your ass back here and get on some shows, <laughs> yeah. right? But like, if you're an author, if you have a new book, or even if you have an old book and you want to, you know, rejuvenate it sign up to Podmatch, and all you got to do is i'm the author of the book blah 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 i talk about this subject put that in your profile boom the algorithm yeah. is going to find you six shows every eight hours right you know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that about like if you have an older book this is a total side note like even if you wrote a book a few years ago something i find really sad i'm not an author but is when someone writes a book they talk about it for three months and then they just it never comes back up and it just kind of sits there and sure, people were still probably buying it and reading it and stuff like that. But it's like, man, if you spent like, if that's 10 years or five years of like your wisdom that you learned, like you owe it to the world to get it out there as much as you can. I always tell people don't like, just because a book is five years old, unless it's like fully outdated, right? If it's specifically about like a, a certain event or something like that, that's one thing. But if it's at least somewhat evergreen, there's wisdom in there. Keep on promoting that, getting out there. Again, you owe it to the world because you could save someone years of their life by what the wisdom that you have shared in a book. So I'm not an author, so that's a side note, but I just think it's a shame when people don't continuously get it out there, even if it's a few years old. So 
You're not an author, dude. We need to have you write the pod match book. We got to talk offline about that, man. You need the pod match book. It's got to get out there, bro. Come on. What are you doing? And when you got to write a soccer book, too, you're a soccer dude, man. Those yeah, are two but, books. Hey, listen, write. we'll leave that to your son. He seems like he's a little better than he's I not, am. He's, so he, he's playing right now. He's not ready to write yet. Maybe when he okay. retires in a few years, but right now he's playing. But you could, you, you, you ought to get the pod match book going, man. But you know what? If someone has a book, my first book, I'm going to see if I can find it right here. Yep, I got it here. My first book is my shortest book, Finish Line Thing. Now, this is the second edition of it. It's 42 pages. The first edition was 30 pages. This book made me um, $3.5 million in sales. Not wow. from book sales, not from selling copies of the book, but because of business I was able to generate for my companies uh, you know, that fed me, fed the, you know, the people that work with me and all that stuff. This book was written in 2014, right? Uh, 2013 originally, this version in 2014. Now, one of the things I'm thinking of doing on Podmatch right now is, is adjusting my profile every couple of months to say, hey, I've got this book out. I, it, we talk about these issues, these issues, these issues. Can I come in to talk about the book, right? And at the end of the book, you know, I've got a little uh, sales page for Nikki, right? Yeah, hey, yeah, if you're interested is. in, you know, finding out how to get your business to the next level, contact me here, right? And then I've got another sales page. This is an old picture of me with my youngest son, not the soccer playing son. This is a hockey playing son. Nice. But this is hire hire me to be uh, your your speaker uh, at your Man, at your next I love, event. You, you, what you just mentioned is a great pod match hack. I tell people all the time, hey, go through it for a couple months on one topic. And yeah. because some people they want to do is they just try to expand all the topics. So like, here's the 10 different things I talk about. And I always tell people, don't do that. Pick the one thing that you want to do right now. Do that for a quarter. And then when you feel that you've gotten some traction on that, change your whole profile up and say, now I'm talking about this. This is something different. And just that one focus again, you'll get a totally different grouping of matches that you're like, oh, wow, these, I didn't even know these people existed. Because as we're recording this, since growing every day, I, there's just shy of 25,000 people using Podmatch. So it's wow. like, you're, you're not going to get through that very fast, right? And you won't get matched if you just keep the same focus or if you go really broad, you'll get leisure in general podcast. If you say, I talk about hockey, golf, business, and you know, like, and then like you just, again, just trying to make it like as broad as you possibly can. So I, I love that hack that you just shared because that to me is the, I do that every quarter I go through and I change all of my stuff and my, everything in my profile to be what I want to focus on for the upcoming quarter. I think it's really smart that you do that. I think, I think you're hundred percent right. I think a lot of people should do that when they get onto Podmatch. The other thing that's, that's kind of cool about coming on the Podmatch is if you're interested in a certain type of customer for yourself, then either as a guest or as a host, you can start to talk about how you work with those customers. What are the kinds of things you've done to help those customers? And the amazing thing is some of the hosts and the guests that end up coming on your show or whose shows you go on are going to exactly match and fit that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a smart way to build business right there. I always tell people like podcasting, the secret behind podcasting is sometimes the, the listeners aren't going to be your customers, but the host or the guest on either side of the mic can become that person. And especially you're working with something like a coaching practice. Like you don't need a hundred people listening to come and convert. You need the one person that's really the right fit who has the influence, right? If that host, you're a guest, let's imagine that host becomes your client. Like now they're going to talk about you. They're going to bring you on the show. Like we talked about Mark already. Mark has been on your show seven times. That's somebody who's had influence in your life. If that happens for you through an, like something like Podmatch, you're going to get it brought up. 
And so I always think people like, hey, yes, add value to the audience, show up, like be that person of service, add value to everyone who's listening. But in your mind, say, you know what? I think that this host or I think that this specific guest is going to be the person I can do some work with. We can do some business together. And I think having that mindset is kind of like something that podcast is just kind of unknown. Everyone just thinks listeners, listeners, listeners. And I would say add value to listeners, but think about who you're in the room with. Because again, you've got that meaningful experience with that person now. You're primed to do something together that's that can make both of you, hopefully, money or at least further your experience. Alex, that's that's 100% accurate, man. I, I really love what Podmatch is doing. I love what you folks are all about. Um, so I tell you what... Um, you and I, we should do a whole bunch of episodes if you're up for that. I mean, um, I would, I've had a blast, man. Like now, now I know we're both soccer people. Like uh, we're both podcasting people. We've got a lot in common here. I've not written a book. You've written enough for both of us. So I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, wait, you, listen, man, seriously, you should write a book. Like, I think it's good. And I think there, there could be a part of what you do inside Podmatch. I've been thinking about this for authors. There could be like a whole thing that a whole like subcategory of, of membership for authors who want to like get their books out there. And I also thought to myself, you know, you could also have another subcategory of additional things for people who are specifically, um, coaches and consults with a certain amount of experience. You know what I mean? Like you've, you've got Podmatch that's available to anybody at any level, but I think it'd be cool to have something for folks who are a little bit more experienced to be able to get on shows that have a bit more experience. Those mm -hmm. are some things that I think could make sense. And I think the Podmatch book could be a way to get you on a whole bunch of shows. Like I think to myself right now, like I talked to some pretty big Canadian podcasters. I know yesterday about you. They actually know about Podmatch. Uh, and they're having their people do it. It says, my people are going to tell me whether it's worth it or not. I said, hey, bud, you know me, right? I'm Nikki Builder, right? And the guy goes, yeah, 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 I know you. Just that. Let me just save you a lot of time and money. You don't need to get your people to do any more research. Just go sign up on Podmatch because I told you it's a good idea, right? Man, you rock, that's, thank you. That's so cool. You're awesome, no, but, but that's that's the truth, right? I said, look, do you trust senior people that you're, you're friends with, right? Like if you're if you have peers that, you know, are doing something and they're coming to you and they're going, man, this is good. Then what the hell you should do it. But in my opinion, you get on some big podcasts, you put a, you know, I'm not talking about like a 300 page book, but I'm talking, you know, like a maybe a hundred page book that goes deeply into this stuff. And Hey, Alex, um, that's one of my superpowers. I write, I've co-written four books with guys. If you want some help, let's talk. I'm happy to help you out with that. But I think that's a great idea. And Hey, Podmatch for authors. You guys wanted to be on like 50 shows for your book. You want to get more book sales on Amazon. You want to get more clients to get them. That's a no brainer. There's a lot of book writing programs that are out there. You know, those guys would be interested in getting their people on shows. They'd probably be interested That's in wanting point. to connect with you. That's a business development opportunity for you. And, you know, one of the things you and I could talk about is putting like a Podmatch in-house book writing program. I could, I could assist, I could assist with that. I mean, these, these are all things that I think could make Podmatch more sticky, more valuable to people. As it is, I think Podmatch is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. From my perspective, the ROI I've gotten from Podmatch so far is one hundred and eighteen thousand dollars on a um, hundred and forty dollars spent. <laughs> That's amazing, man. That's the greatest ROI so cool. in the history. Of man, I'm taking a ton of crazy. notes here. This has turned into like a, a coaching session for me. Like I've got a lot of notes here. <laughs> let's uh, let's definitely make sure that we do several more of these interviews here because I believe in this. I think this is a big adjunct of thought leadership. People need to do this and let's make it happen. 
So Love Alex, it, we wrap up the show by asking our guest expert, what are your top three expert action steps? These are the three best pieces of advice that you have that you think can take our listeners to the next level. So what do you say? Number one is seek to be a person of value, not a person of profit. And we've alluded to this and Nikki on the show, you guys, you get into this a lot, but basically that just means when you're thinking about how you're showing up in the world, don't think necessarily always about the dollars. Like, yes, have that mindset, but you need to make sure, Hey, am I, what I'm doing is it actually serving the world and driving it forward. So seek to be a person of value, not just a person of profit. I think it's just so important. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I'll mention is I'm actually just going to quote Helen Keller. Helen Keller said, alone, we can do so little, but together we can do so much. And I love that quote because it's a good reminder to me that I, I can go a little distance by myself, but when I have a tribe, when I even have a coach, when I have a community, when I have people that I'm collaborating with, everything I do goes exponentially further. And I just want to encourage you, if you feel like you're alone in your corner, get some people around you, join a mastermind, join a group, get a mentor. Any of those things are really going to help because remember, alone, you can do so little, but together you can do so much. And the last thing I'll mention is just to remember to, to stay creative. And so for, for me, I believe that we're all created beings. Like I happen to follow Jesus. I believe we're created beings. And as a created a being, I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, amen, brother. That's there we so go, awesome. man. Love it. So like, I believe that, Hey, as a created being, we have been created to create and to share our ideas with the world. Don't let your creativity go dormant. Cause many of us, we just put ourselves in a box and say, this is what I'm doing. No practice that creativity. I have a journal every morning. I don't necessarily do stuff with all this, but I let my creativity flow. I write out just some random creative idea and usually 99% of the time, it's super weird. It's never going to go anywhere, but I'm flexing that muscle by doing that. When I show up into situations where there's problems, I'm the one who can think really creatively because I've not let my ideas run dormant. I've been able to say, you know what? I'm going to be creative. I'm going to practice this. I'm going to create because that's what I was created to do. And so I just encourage everybody, make sure that you keep that muscle driving and moving forward. Brother, I had no idea you were a believer, but it, sh it should have made sense. I should have figured it out. The man who introduced me to you has been a client of mine who's a believer who really kind of brought me back to faith after I'd been kind of hovering around its edges for quite a long time. Yeah, so oh, I love that, man. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, praise God. Praise God. So here's the deal. If you guys want to find out about Podmatch and you want to sign up for it, which I think I highly recommend you do, here's the here's the uh, the link. We'll put it in the show notes too. It's Podmatch. P-O-D-M-A-T-C-H dot com forward slash sign up forward slash get booked. That's podmatch.com forward slash sign up forward slash get booked. That's my affiliate link. So I'm being straightforward about this. Alex offered an affiliate program, so I took him up on it. Even if you didn't, I'd be pushing this because I think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But hey, if you're going to pay me, what the heck? I'll take yeah, the hey, And also, just everybody knows that it, it's always changing. So just to keep this evergreen, I'm not going to mention like a price or discount, but that that link will always give you the best deal. So if someone goes to podmatch.com directly, they will not get the same. Some days it might be if there's a sale or something like that. But in general, that link you just gave, that is the best, that the, is best the best price deal. you're going to get. So, yep. Okay. So it's a win-win. That's what we always try to do. Per perfect. Perfect. And so make sure you take advantage of this like, listen, you, you've got a book, you want to get on, on, on some shows, do it right away. You, you've got a, a program and you want to like teach people what, what, you, what you do. You want more people to know who you are. If you're the best kept secret in the world, Podmatch is the way for you to no longer be that best kept secret in the world. So make sure you take advantage of this. So folks, you know that Alex Sanfilippo is the real deal. He's a fellow brother in Christ. He's also a man who has come up with something truly disruptive, I'm very excited to be a, a, a part of his program, a grateful customer, and I'm excited to do more work and more collaboration with him. 
Alex, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, Nikki, this was a blast. This is one of the most fun I've ever had on a podcast. Like, I'm, I'm amped up now. I want to do 10 more today, but I appreciate <laughs> you, man. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, you bet, brother. You bet. And so, listener, here's the deal. Andy Frisella of the um, Real AF podcast has a saying that he doesn't charge for his shows, but there is a payment required. And the payment is this. If you got value from the show, share it with somebody who needs to hear this message. If you got a friend who Podmatch could be beneficial to, share this. If you got a friend who could just seek to be uplifted today, if you got a, a, a brother or a sister right now who's feeling a little down in life and the kind of crazy energy that Alex and I brought to this show is going to help uplift them, share this with them. You know, it's, it's our obligation to do something good for our fellow man and woman. So I'm just asking you from my heart to yours to please do that, okay? And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. And find out more about today's incredible guest, the one and only Alex Sanfilippo and his incredible company, Podmatch. Go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or wherever you happen to listen to this episode. Check out the show notes. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.